0: Welcome to the Toffee Blues, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry, and I I, I am back. Uh, joining me today, we have Thomas, and we have James. Hey, guys. Me, yes, Thomas, you okay too? Yeah, yeah? Good. I'm just about to cough, actually. <laughs> <laughs> John, use that if you want. <laughs> Sorry about that. I I'll keep that if I were <laughs>
1: you.
0: Yeah, yeah, keep it. It's uh, It's gold. It's gold, Jerry. Gold. All right, so uh, <laughs> so uh, if you are watching this video, you see that we have we have James on the uh, the long lens, the uh, shallow focus, if you will. You see the way he, you see the way it looks there. Yeah, Wait. yeah, it's it's fancy, it's nice. Just Let's saying. Let's
1: try and revolve the camera Look at that. Ah,
0: oh, that's know. right. And now I'm sick. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Now, James, it's good to have you back, man.
1: Thanks, Jenny. How are you doing, mate?
0: Doing okay, doing okay. It's a lot of it's a lot of work, it's a lot of family and not a lot of play, but you know, it'll be okay. But, you there, know? Was,
1: but there was an Everton win. Damn right. Yes, yes. Uh Thomas,
0: you were telling us you had a you had a nice weekend 'cause everybody you wanted to win won their won their match.
2: Yeah, Gates had won five nil in the FA Cup final qualifying round, so first round proper now. It's exciting stuff. The the lofty heights. <laughs> Could draw yeah. could draw a League One club, could play Sunderland. That's exciting. So, we'll Oh, see. yeah. That happens in, like, 45 minutes or
0: something, so I'll keep an eye on that. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. So if any of you see Thomas just zone out and all of a sudden start <laughs> doing something else mid-sentence, it's not one of his bizarre flashbacks, <laughs> all right? It's, it's an actual thing he's interested in, all right? Uh, that's, yeah. See, I don't have a lot of that. <laughs> the closest thing I have to that is let's see, last weekend we got to go see the North Carolina Courage play and my kids got to and we all got to go like to the field and hang out with some of the US World Cup women winning women players and that was cool, you know, got to meet like Crystal Dunn and like some really good but that's the closest we've got. We don't have any like, hey, I gotta watch the I gotta watch the draw because my my local is uh, possibly gonna be playing some huge team. No, doesn't happen. Sadness. Uh, we have a packed show. Um, let me go ahead and run down what's going on. We are happy because Everton did play well. It was nice. Uh, kind of a relentless performance and uh, made us all uh, just kind of sit back and say, hey, the universe doesn't completely hate us. Completely. Alright? So, we're going to talk about that. Match reaction. Uh, spoiler alert. Everyone to 2 0 over West Ham. Uh, so, we're going to talk about that. There's a lot to discuss. Uh, then we're going to do a little middle bit. Where we haven't completely decided what we're going to talk about. It may be uh, maybe talking about the, the table and where it sits so early in the season. but Or, or we could be talking about the shittiness of VAR. And yes, I said VAR. I like to pretend like it's some... Guy and a you know some character like not wearing a shirt in an early eighties like you know one of those movies that involves like mythical beasts. Far, yeah. Far sucks.
1: Or better still, you could just turn it into like the Edwin Star song. Far, what is <laughs> it good for? Absolutely nothing.
0: James, you peaked too early in this show. <laughs>
1: There's no coming back from this now, is it? There? <laughs> there isn't. That's too good. That's too good. Oh I'm I'm so happy. i, I so I bet, happy. I, bet I better win the quiz later on to make sure we finish with that song now.
0: <laughs> and Tom is sitting there going, No, I'm undefeated <laughs> I'm undefeated. You I, are my complete I'm just gonna
1: Tom gets distracted
0: by the cup throw. <laughs> <laughs> That's what will happen. It's his turn to name off starters and yeah, that'll be that'll do it. Start, you know, you just gotta time it right, James. You gotta t- time your segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, middle bit will be the thing. It's a pot only exclusive. We'll we'll talk about that, and then we're gonna talk about uh, the uh, the right back that uh, stepped in for uh, Seamus Coleman at the weekend. City Bay. How did he play? How did he do? And when Coleman comes back, should he be back? If you know what I'm saying. So. There's that, we'll go into that, and then we'll have the quiz, the aforementioned quiz that James was talking about, that Thomas is touting his undefeated record, uh, yeah, every time I talk to Thomas, just non-stop talk about how much of a badass quiz master he is, it's ridiculous. I a few weeks ago when Terry had all this all this song planned, and then I just turned up, I was like, absolutely not, we're not having that, <laughs> so i something else to say, like, <laughs> I was totally joking about the quizmaster thing, but Thomas genuinely will not let you forget. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Alright, let's do match reaction. Um as I said before, uh spoiler alert, Everton uh defeated West Ham at Goodison 2-0. Uh there were changes. Change change happened. Alright? Uh contrary to popular belief, Silva does not fear change. Uh, apparently not. I think all of us thought he did, but some, some stuff got shaken up. Some of it was forced change with injuries like, uh, Tom Davies slipping into the center. Uh, some of it was, was also, uh, Gomez getting healthy. So he's back too. Um, which is cool. Sidibe, uh, you know, came in for Coleman, who was on a red card suspension. Uh, Walcott stepped in, which everybody was looking at the starting line- lineup and thinking, why God? But, you know, he did okay. He was really uh, good. You know what? I, it's, it was, I don't know if anybody can say, oh yeah, I saw that coming. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it was nice. Uh, Richarlison went up front uh, central in the forward position, and then uh, Bernard on the left, and Iwobi stepped in uh, just behind the striker in the middle. Um, I think those were all the changes, unless I'm misshapen. Uh, so let's let James start. Uh, goals by Bernard and Sigurdsson could have been worse. It score actually could have been worse. Yeah, the scoreline actually flattered West Ham based on what I was watching.
1: Absolutely, um, I think. I you see. want to give us your opening thoughts, James? My opening what, sorry? Oh,
0: I I very rarely ask questions. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> give us your opening thoughts.
1: Opening thoughts?
0: Yeah, so just Ooh. ramble for a bit. It's okay. It's well, a loud ramble.
1: I like loud rambling. Uh, so so just to start, basically, I, I came in and literally spoke to everybody I knew who was an Everton mm-hmm. fan and basically said, it should have been seven or eight. We We hit the post three times. On separate mm-hmm. occasions, their goalkeeper, who, in my oppo- opposition view show with a West Ham fan last week, he was constantly saying how rubbish this goalkeeper was going to be, and he had an absolute world. He he, ma- he made <laughs> about five or six brilliant saves. Oh, and let's not forget the wrongly disallowed Yerry Mina goal as well. Which um, match of the day? In in case you know what match of the day is, Jerry. Yes, I'm
0: familiar with that yeah.
1: shit. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure if people stateside know what match of the day is, but
0: they 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 play it every once in a while on Sundays. Yeah, over well, here.
1: it it generally isn't very favorable towards Everton most of the coverage, yeah. and they decided to just completely gloss over the Yerry Mina disallowed goal, which was wrongly disallowed, of course. So, uh, so yeah. There was plenty of things to discuss. I can understand that maybe they couldn't have discussed everything, but there was plenty to be pleased about. I thought we we must have had about 20 decent chances to some extent in that game compared to maybe about two or three for for West Ham. So we were clearly the dominant side, and I can't remember how long it's been since we dominated a a game for the whole 90 minutes.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, t- oh, sorry. Uh, you want to keep going, James? Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off.
1: <laughs> no, that was it. Like, no. I was just thinking that um, Marco Silva's always seems to have been a forty-five-minute manager as his play as his managers like Kooman before him as well. But finally, it seems he's found a team that can dominate a game for ninety minutes, and we've just got to hope that it carries on.
0: Thomas, uh, uh, for some reason, I think it's because I spoke. It muted your cough, so we didn't. Yeah, I,
2: th- I thought about through. I muted it before before I coughed.
0: Oh, okay. Never mind. Like, oh, I was like, I was like, how did that happen?
1: <laughs> this, this guy's like head of the game. I've got to like really step it up here.
0: I got to start muting when I say bad words at the same time as well. Getting a little beeper, <laughs> you know. <Just laughs> so, Thomas, what do you got, man?
2: Uh yeah, just what James had really. I thought dominant from start to finish. They didn't really ever stand well. Not that they didn't stand a chance, but throughout the game they never looked like they were going to offer any sort of threat to the defence. The centre-backs went busy. Jordan Pickford wasn't busy apart from that great save towards the end for that corner. There wasn't a corner. I think the change to the lineup was so important. I think obviously there was a lot of changes, but I will be coming in at the number 10 role offered so much more. And kind of when he was different to Sigurdsson, he he was causing trouble for the centre-backs. And because he was causing trouble for the centre-backs and he was making runs that Gilfrey Sigurdsson often doesn't make, it was allowing Richarlison more space and the wingers generally more space. There was just a lot more space in the middle of the midfield for kind of the game to play in. And that was kind of how we broke them down. We've had problems breaking teams down in the past, but kind of the press of Richarlison and Iwobi kind of at their centre-backs caused so many more problems. And the gap that I left in the midfield was filled brilliantly by Gomez and Davies all game. Gomez's passing was on point, as usual. You know, he was linking up the midfield and the attack brilliantly. Tom Davies looked good. He, looked, he was breaking up the play. He was kind of bringing the ball forwards, as he has done for England under-21s. And then also the full-backs, I thought they were brilliant all day. They both looked comfortable on the ball. They were threatening their full-backs. And I think because we were pressing so well, and we were kind of getting that high up the pitch, it, their defence couldn't handle it. And it kind of bypassed their midfield. And let's just say their midfield was shambolic. I think Fornals played. He was awful. Felipe Hansen came off at half time their midfield was kind of bypassed the whole game I think that was because of our ability to press our ability to win the ball back instantly and kind of close down their defense before we had to sit back ourselves we didn't sit back at all really all game apart from maybe the last five minutes when they were kind of coming in with those corners for 85 minutes we were on the front foot and they couldn't really get a grip of the game at all
0: it looked it seemed like we did less of our characteristic whip it out to our outside backs Cross it in and try to win a header. It seemed like we were attacking different areas of the box, coming in from different directions. Um, our goals, none of them came, you know, just off a straight cross and head or cross and one touch. You know what I mean? Bernard did all that work. I thought too much work. I was sitting there thinking, shoot, no, no. Why are you screwing this up? What are you doing? How in the hell did that go in? You know what I mean? It was just, it was. I kept wondering. I was like too many touches. I could hear my... My kids, like junior academy coach, just giving him crap because he would be touching the ball too much. You know what I mean? Like I can just hear it. But you know what? It was clever. Yeah, I think quick, the uh, I think awesome. the
2: use of Richardson kind of signaled how we weren't really going to cross it in as much. If we had put Richardson up front and then crossed it in loads, there would have been a lot of problems there. But clearly, taking Calvert Lewin out of the team, and put Richardson in, they, we were much more likely to go through the middle as we did. We get into the box more centrally, and then the wingers cutting inside. And it wasn't just. Pinging out to Dinier and Sidibe who are going to cross it in. Then we'll lose the ball. Then we'll sit back. And then Pickford will ping back up again. It was less of that. And we were offering so many more problems to the defence than we have in the past. And we were just much more, much less predictable than we have been in the last games. And we were just causing problems all over the pitch for them, really.
1: That's the big point, isn't it, really? Is that uh, we are less predictable, I think. The, the, the whole thing that was fans were getting very upset with Marco Silva over was his refusal to change. And every team we were coming up against sort of knew what they were expecting to play i think if we keep mm-hmm. mixing things up the way like we did against west ham i think that poses a whole new challenge to every team we come up against and i think on our day we can beat anyone if we play like that
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh i was gonna say one of the things the idea of sigurdsson not being in there uh sigurdsson offers a lot it's just different to what Iwobi offers you know what I mean? They just offer different things. And this is one of the things that's always that's gotten to me for a while is the idea of having another option to be able to place in that I, I say center attacking mid, but you know, Sigurdson's that second striker often. But you know, in that area, let's put it that way. Just another option to give us something that gives and it is a different option. They're different styles. You know, it's going to vary things up. Uh they're different speeds, they like to attack things differently. Um, Iwobi is more let's let's penetrate the box, and Sigurdsson is very much just like, you know, he as he showed when he came in, he's not afraid to absolutely rip one from deep, and that was nice, that was beautiful, and I think uh, you know it helped the fact that he was coming in, being a totally different player, a big change up from Iwobi, yeah. you know what I mean? It also helped having Gomez in there who was able to push the ball up the field in the middle more you know which we we weren't really doing much of that when he was out. I think we were just a he's just a class player, man. He's just such a cl- I, I absolutely love Andre, Andre Gomes. You know, I think he's great. Uh I miss that guy. Uh not just cuz he's dead beautiful, but he's also, you know what, he's just so confident. He gives our team just uh, there's a sense of calm, you know. Um but yeah, I, so I didn't want to completely say Ah, oh, Sigurdsson is this, or Sigurdsson is that? Uh, it's different. It's different, you know, because
1: he does finish, you know, with regularity. Well, I think, so I think the fact of the matter is, if Sigurdsson was dropped because he was underperforming, but there'll come a there will come a time where the defense susses out it will be, and then maybe the time is to bring Sigurdsson back in, and he can do that right there. Yes, but that's what we need. We need to be able to mix it up, and also we need competition for mm-hmm. places, which is something. I watched Joe um, you know, the being coverage from Qatar or wh- whatever, and it's Richard Keyes and Andrew Gray, and they had Tim Sherwood on who was saying it's a disgrace that Everton have dropped Sigurdsson. He should what wish to leave in January. And it was like, for goodness sake, to raise the standards at a football <laughs> club to the next level, which we're aspiring to do, you need to have competition for places to push everyone to the next level. And Sigurdsson yeah. will understand that because he's a professional footballer. Mm-hmm. And he's a,
0: he, he is literally, and he's not just, he's not just one in like name. He literally, he is he's a, a mo- professional. He's a model professional. Yeah. Yes, he is. And he understands that kind of stuff. And he also understands, you know, changing things up. You're totally right. Being able to switch things up mid game, you got to do it to be able to switch gears. Yeah, you know, um, you have to be able to, if you, if you feel like you're going up against a wall, uh go up again, try to find a different opening,
1: you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, in fairness, Gilfie Sigurdsson was interviewed by BT Sport after the game on Saturday, and he said to the interviewer that he was watching on from the bench, and he said we look better. So, fair play to him if he's acknowledging that. And yeah. it's it's more you you've got to understand the dynamics of modern football is that you need comp- competition for places if you're going to be a top side. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, if anything, I was disappointed that Silva hasn't mixed it up enough so far this season i think that's why we were struggling but hopefully seeing the light now and we can start to move forward fingers crossed
0: can i just pay a little bit of respect to another disallowed goal Charlison's left-footed effort oh, the
3: volley the... yeah oh my god that. <laughs> yeah, of...
0: he was clearly offside oh yeah he was yeah, whatever well, what shouldn't have counted but holy god that was so nice. I I literally called my kids in the room. I, they were going, to, they were changing to go get ready for the uh, for a game, and I was just like, "Guys, you're going to stop what you're doing and watch this right now." You know? Oh my god, so nice. Uh, that kind of finish. Um, you know, Richarlison can bring that. And I don't even think that's his strong foot either. No, it isn't. But
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a testament to how well we played on Saturday. That. We had that many chances. I forgot about the disallowed Richarlison goal.
0: Hmm. Um. Walcott also. We, we mentioned it a little bit when we were speaking earlier, but
1: that had was a solid a game. To...
0: My God!
2: That shot—the the oh one that dinged God. the woodwork. Indeed, I really wanted that to go in. For, just for him in general, I thought, yeah. I thought it was a brilliant <laughs> effort. It was so fortunate.
1: I thought his performance earned it as well. I thought he was outstanding yeah. he all game. He looked like a
2: new player. He'd come back from yeah, his head injury. Mm-hmm. Re- I don't know what's been knocked into him, but like <laughs> he was brilliant. He was on the ball, he was turning, he was looking Maybe dangerous. Just, he wasn't Raheem,
1: Sterling, Raheem Sterling was Sterling is that good that when he just hits the ball at you, it turns you into a better player.
0: <laughs> uh, so that was good. We felt good. We felt uh, Davies did not uh, did not put too many passes astray uh had a solid game Brilliant. and again he brings a lot of really he brings good
1: energy good energy you know, he does but what i like most about tom davis in that game i said it in my instant match reaction as well that he simplified the game he, every mm-hmm. time he was getting the ball he was winning it back one touch forward and then passing it yeah. off to somebody and just doing the basics and when you're struggling sometimes you just have to go back to basics and I think maybe Tom Davis was a bit of a breath of fresh air in that midfield mm-hmm.
2: I think I'm not I'm not saying gay and Davies kind of offered exactly the same and they're exactly the same player but the energy they bring in the midfield was so important because you look at Schneider and you look at delft they can both defend but they don't bring the same like energy and tenacity to the midfield that I think Davies kind of injected because that at times when we've had to break teams down, it's kind of, we've been stuck in the midfield going sideways. Davies is happy to kind of carry the ball forwards. He's willing to take risks. And his passing was good, as he said. He's not, obviously, he's not the same player as Idrissa Gaye, But in terms of the energy that he does bring to the midfield, it was brilliant. It was like a breath of fresh air that we weren't just sitting there passing sideways. We were willing to get at them. And I thought that was kind of the same for the whole team, not just Davies, but kind of everyone in general, willing to kind of contribute with the same energy instead of lackadaisically, you know, kind of, Passing sideways, no-one wanted to take responsibility for
1: playing it forwards. But also, I think Tom Davis was, like I say, it was a, it was so simplified. that was He never took any more than two touches every time he got the ball. He was taking it and he was doing something decisively, really quickly. And that's why mm. we were breaking the lines really quick, getting the ball straight ahead into usually Alex Iwobi and then moving forward. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that's how the first goal came about.
0: I feel like uh, Tom Davies' brain moves faster than he does, which is pretty cool. That's a smart kid. You no, know? oh, he is. He, he, he's a great guy as well. Yeah, he yeah. seems like a great guy. I never met him. You I, know?
1: Unfortunately, I haven't either. But one day, I'd love to buy him a drink.
0: <laughs> I thought you were. I thought the way you were talking about him, you're like, oh no, we grew up together and used to go to summer camp and. You know, we had a secret handshake, and I mean, he's like my Tom, best buddy. I mean, I don't know
1: about I don't know about me, but Tom Davis definitely looks like the kind of guy who went to summer camp at some point. <laughs> he's like, uh, hold on, I didn't bring my own tent. I'm going
0: to go ahead and uh, make a shelter out of the branches. And
1: <laughs> no, he definitely goes home and watches Bear Grylls or something on the telly. <laughs> That might be
0: too commercial for him. He watches, you know, all off the grid like YouTube videos. All those, and stuff. those
1: videos of the guys in like rural India who build their own little shacks and stuff out of dung. And...
0: He would do that. You know that.
1: He's, he's definitely into that.
0: But uh, and we say all this, and we're, we're totally meaning it in a good in a good way. Hopefully, oh, people. He's, are... he's a cracking oh. guy, and he
1: and he's such nah. a great figure to have at the club. I think.
0: I see how cool, cool, and calm he is, and I think you know if I had a kid that was that relaxed, despite having to deal with abuse, you know, he's just calm about being a professional footballer, and he realizes a lot of the nonsense he has to deal with is sort of just nonsense—the way it works. You know what I mean? Nonsense. Yeah, it, yeah, it's going to be there every club you're at, pretty much. You know, um, he just—he's got a good head on his shoulders. Unique too. Please Not afraid need- to wear all green. <laughs>
3: Plus, plus.
1: Who, who needs a Bentley when you can ride a skateboard? <laughs> uh, it
0: does look like he's been uh, he's been bulking up some too. Oh yeah, which I he think it was is, necessary.
1: Yeah. He needed yeah. to.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, one last thing that we have not brought up: zonal marking. Mm. It, it went away.
3: It wasn't hey. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs>
0: What happened? <laughs> did they? Did Silva just say, no more principles?
3: <laughs> Let's go with what the kids know. it's a
0: pretty significant change. Like,
2: to have that kind of drastic change, clearly something's woken them up. And I, I'm glad to say, I'm glad that we didn't zonal mark. And obviously, to go from his zonal mark, which he has persisted with for a season and a bit now, he's refused to change and all of a sudden he has changed it. Obviously, it worked fine. Obviously, they didn't really have too many threats from set pieces. They had a couple of corners at the end, which right. we were... Immediately exposed by, and Pickford had to make that brilliant save. But yeah, it's a weird one that he he changed it now of all times. Obviously against Burnley, the kind of a typical set piece team, and he didn't change it. But against West Ham, where they're not as West Ham, uh, they're not as set piece focused. I, I was happy to say, obviously they do have some some big lads in that team, Haller Ogbonna, Diop. Mm-hmm. Obviously they were always going to be threatening from set pieces, but I'm I'm glad that he changed it. I'm glad he has finally got a woke up call because as much as people like to persist with Zona marking. I think it has to be at a very high level if you're going to get it right. And our players just don't seem to possess the ability to do it, sadly. But I can't actually ever outweigh the positives with the negatives of zonal marking. It doesn't seem like this is so brilliant and it's so much better than positional marking. It doesn't really make that much sense to me. And I think man-to-man marking just does the job. And I don't really get what else you need to do. And I don't get what zonal marking offers that allows you to kind of be so exposed at the back and allow you to persist for so long it's like, this is going to be exceptional, we're never going to concede a set-piece again. It's kind of the same, that Sonal doesn't really offer anything that man-to-man Markin doesn't offer. I'm sure I'll be stated by I think some statistician for saying that. It's,
1: it's, it's <laughs> usually people like Guardiola, who are so focused on their own team strengths, where they'd rather be positioned in a, in a way where they can counter-attack straight away, but for a sa- for a sa- basically if you're any literally any other team your focus when you concede the corner is don't concede from the corner it doesn't really matter what happens on mm. the break afterwards get that corner away and i, th- I think we did that better on saturday mm. i'm sure the man-to-man marking has made a difference there yeah uh i believe we've
0: we've kind of discussed zonal marking often on the show uh, especially last season when you know it wasn't working uh <laughs> but then near the end of the season things started seemed like we had figured it out and we were conceding a lot less from set pieces and someone was like but then we we ended up seeing a lot of the same errors at the beginning of the season it could be they just thought you know uh sick of losing matches we probably shouldn't lose
1: yeah that you know? is usually a good idea that you should change things yeah but in es- fairness,
0: especially if they're not learning, if it's not getting through, you know what yeah. I
1: mean. Well, I think maybe that's what Silva was acknowledging. Maybe he was trying to give a time to see if it sunk in, and clearly isn't sinking in. Mm-hmm. But we've got to we've got to hope that anyway, because I was very concerned that Marco Silva was going down the very same route as Roberto Martinez, where he was going to end up being hounded out because he refused to change his principles.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, I see the changes that Marco will implement mid-game, and it does seem like he is up for, hey, let's shake it up a little. Let's do something really weird. You know, let's get weird, guys. He'll, he's he's up for it, but when it comes to the system, it doesn't seem like he's up for it, but I feel like he's maybe had a conversation. You know what I mean? And I don't know if, I think someone has has said has him, down, maybe had a little come-to-Jesus moment with him where he said, you know, hey, okay, this is the way the thing is. Maybe I have to be a little more flexible. And I, I think uh,
1: maybe maybe Marcel. I mean, Mar- Marcel's great, but I wouldn't go as far as call him Jesus.
0: <laughs> have you never replaced that candle <laughs> that blew up that time either? There's a candle. There's three candles back oh, there. Right. You can't see it. The one that blew up, I replaced. And it's uh, the reason it's not in here is because I'm afraid it'll blow up today. <laughs> All right? So it's like so far down. So i got to replace that one. That's like three candles. I had it lit and they're poop candles. They're not great. I mean, they're not made of poop. But you know what I mean. They're not great. At least they so, don't blow up, uh-huh. so, But yeah, it, you, it lit and something. it's gone out already.
1: Those, those, those rural Indian guys, if they could teach you how to make a candle out of poop. Poop candle.
0: Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. So, and on that one, and on that note, uh, anything else about this, guys? Uh, it feels thoroughly wonderful. It feels it good. It does. Yeah, I- I've got one more slight thing to say. It's kind of get it, get it out, Thomas. Be Cleanse yourself. Twitter,
2: but not massively. I can see where people are come from. Yerry Mina's disallowed goal, very frustrating. A lot of people asked why didn't it go to VAR. My opinion is I don't think it went to VAR because the referee blew the whistle before the ball even went. That's in. what I heard.
0: And the question is, why
2: did he do that? The the question is why he did that, but just kind of this has just really been bugging me, and this is the best way I can get it out to more people than just me tweeting it. The VARs. Can only like overrule it if the goal's gone in, and he's disallowed it. But actually, it did stand yeah. for goal because he blew his whistle and the game had officially stopped. You can say the player stopped defending, and therefore,
3: mm-hmm.
2: it's not really fair. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Brilliant game, brilliant performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, b- yeah, b- b- no, that's I have heard I'm, the same I'm, I'm explanation. Not
1: stopping now I'm not stopping now. <laughs> he's brought that up because I <laughs> know. I think about it. Why did the referee stop it when the VAR is there to help him? I absolutely know.
2: He was so convinced that something happened in that box that he stopped it before VR. I have well, no idea. As, what he, as, 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 he
0: said, it, it uh, what, "What I've seen when you watch the replay, he's acting like the player had been blocked, like Gomez blocked the player off, almost like setting a pick in basketball, just was, blocking the player off."
1: Yeah, so I, that was what they I, said. I watched those replays and I saw shades of Villarreal in two thousand and five, and that just brought back some sort of PTSD crap. <laughs>
2: And I can't see why it was disallowed, but I can see why it didn't go to
1: VAR. I understand that, but yeah. at the end of the day, the VAR's there to help him. Why doesn't he use it? And here's an interesting point. Has anyone seen Paul Tierney was the referee's name on Saturday? Has anyone seen his yes. Twitter account?
2: Yes. Is that actually his? I didn't realise that was his. I thought, someone I was thought it may have him. been a different no, Paul it, it, Tierney. No, it is
1: his. And I, I think there's no, not been any posts on it since 2018, because I don't think he was a Premier League referee at the time. So, Mm -hmm. odds are, obviously, he's stopped posting stuff on it since he got promoted to a Premier League referee. So, I do do actually reckon that may well be legitimate.
0: Yeah, Uh, if you're wondering what James is talking about, he apparently uh, likes... uh, The red team! Liverpool, yeah. The the people across town that play in the stadium that reeks of urine. And poop candles. Poop candles. Poop candles abound! That's, no, I'm, that's I'm pretty
2: name. sure that's not actually him. I'm convinced that's a joke account. I doubt nope. I don't think any referee in any way ever puts anything like that on the Twitter. As, as funny as I'm, it, I'm, would... I'm
1: I'm I'm convincing myself of it now. I'm just gonna uh, I'm just gonna run with it. I'm just gonna run with a pitchfork to this one.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're wrapping up now because this has gone longer than it should. Okay. Hi, and welcome to The Middle Bit, Jerry, James, and Thomas. I've turned this into a public access show, apparently, with my calming voice. Uh,
1: ASMR or something like that. (laughs)
0: We're here to talk about recipes. Uh, (laughs) How long did you say, thinking about that segment name as well, The Middle Bit? That's remarkable. Remarkable (laughs) I actually think that was was Thomas, who said, I think we should do a segment, uh, like a middle bit segment, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I'm going to call it that middle bit. <laughs> yes, because it almost sounds a little naughty. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so uh, middle bit is a time where we can pretty much talk about whatever. Um, but it, we we, we, just, we got rolling last segment, you know, urinating all over VAR VAR. And so yeah, we' let's talk can we can we just talk about why VAR is not working? in premier league right now let's try to get this out quickly and efficiently so which one of you guys wants to start explain why it's not working in the premier league right now and why it's different i'm happy to go first
3: a-
2: if that's all right with you go on and- slam that down two points first of all the clear and obvious error no one can really decide what is clear and obvious it's not like it's an objective thing that everybody can agree on it's subjective and that was kind of the point in taking vr out it's uh, to put VAR in was kind of meant to take away the subjectivity of making a decision, but it it's kept it the same. Second of all, these Premier League referees seem to refuse to want to undermine each other. I saw something a few weeks ago where the decision was wrong and the the, other, the VAR ref came out and he said, yeah, I just didn't want to change the decision. That's not good enough. They need to just kind of sell each other out. It's their job to be there. It's their job to correct each other. But for some reason at the moment, they're refusing to do this. Actually, I said two points. I've got three. Third point, that... Why is the screen even in the stadiums if they don't ever go and look at it? The video assistant referee, and this is just my opinion, the video assistant referee is there to assist. The, the original referee should still be making his decision. And if the VAR official can't come to a conclusion, the referee should be going over to that screen and make the decision because at the, at the end of the day, he's still the on-field referee. And I think it's still an assistant. Obviously, they are fully trained referees and they're sat in their van wherever they sit. I think it's in Heathrow, actually. I think we got told that. Oh,
1: the, the, it's just, that's one of those uh, flowers by Irene vans like in the Simpsons. <laughs> they all just sit there with little antennas <laughs> on.
2: Yeah, because actually I had a talk from a, a referee once. I think it was John Moss that was telling us they're all really annoyed because all the referees are northern. And the the VR setups actually in Heathrow, so every single time they all have to go all the way down to London, even though it's not anywhere near where any of them live. But that's what just a little if sight.
1: If, What happens if the frequency changes and all of a sudden they're in like air traffic control or something? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've got so many referee exclusives I could give to you all, but big big exclusive. John Moss is not that fat in real life. He looks massive on the TV. In real life, he's he's not that big. He looks like a normal bloke. But then why is he so, like so slow, fat, Thomas? <laughs>
0: He's always behind so the play. Like, the
2: book, he wasn't running up and down, running up and down the room. But uh, yeah, he's actually, he's actually a really nice. Book of all the referees I've had. A That's right. You're there. the
0: one who told me about that. That's right. You yeah. told me you you met him. Yeah. Also, the and- nicest
2: referee, Matt, pretty much. Wow. Anyway, mm. VAR, James. Your turn. Go ahead. That's Ooh. what I was going to say.
0: Before Thomas bursts into flames, maybe James should go. <laughs>
1: well, if he doesn't burn burst into flames, I will. So. Uh, fasten your seatbelts guys uh, it's literally for me For me, the real issue is I think Thomas touched on it where he said P- referees don't want to undermine each other but I think the worst thing is that somebody from the Premier League like an actual executive rather than any of the referees panel has come out and said we don't want to undermine the excitement of the Premier League which is apparently don't, a, a lot of fans have complained that it might ruin the celebration of a goal and things like that and I understand that but the rules are there to be enforced and you can't enforce the rules sometimes and then not other times just because you don't want to ruin the moment if you understand. I mean, look at the moment at Man City last season where they got through to the Champions League semis and then had it took away from them in the blink of a second. But that's the rules. If they're the rules, they need to be enforced. You know what I mean? It's. I think the Premier League is so desperate to not ruin its own brand and it's sort of set, it's usp if you like it's got like this unique selling point of whether it's the most exciting league where all the drama happens and sometimes it feels like maybe that drama is diluted by the delays caused by the bar it's yeah, only
0: it's, sound you can keep going
1: it's, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's oh yeah they've just uh Developed a speech impediment all of a sudden. Um, hey, that
0: that happens to me like every single time we do a slow show. <laughs> show a slow. <laughs> Get it. But yes,
1: Hey, just, hey. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like it is a case though of the pre- of the Premier League not wanting to harm its brand, and its brand supposed to be all these other all these other leagues follow the rules to the letter, but we let it sort of develop and uh it mean, means more drama. Drama seems to be a word that's really overused in sports coverage in this country, which is I'm not gonna lie, it's a bit of a pet hate of mine, I'm not I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. I think Sky Sports, BT, it doesn't really matter who it is, what coverage, but also all British football coverage just seems to be obsessed with the word drama and like if it, it feels <laughs> as if the Premier League as a brand reckon that maybe VAR would undermine that drama. And that's why they don't want to use it in full, maybe the way the Bundesliga and other leagues have used it.
0: Yeah, I uh, I was we, we were me and my family, this is how awesome my family is. We were talking about VAR. <laughs> I think it was yesterday, and uh, I was complaining about it, talking about how much I didn't like it and everything, and uh and my son was like, Why do they not know how to do it? And I said, well, you know, he's seven, by the way. And I said, well, I took the really cynical route, you know. I said, well, they didn't want it beforehand so they could help the big teams. Now, they they, they want to put this poopy version of it so they can help the big teams, you know Even what I mean? <laughs> so they can continue to help the big teams, you know. And then, and then I told him, I said, and if they do it the wrong way, then... It's like they're saying, hey, it was better the other way. So we go
1: back to that.
0: Yeah. You know, and then my wife cut in with some wisdom, which was kind of cool. And she said, also, Bennett, you know, that's my son's name. She said, also, sometimes people in power don't like to admit that there's something wrong.
1: I'm loving yes. the way this show's going.
0: <laughs> and that right, because that right there, you do it, you put a little crap version of it in there. They're like, yeah, we'll change something. You it know what I mean?
1: like, obviously, you're stateside, but you must be observing from afar what's going on with our Brexit right now. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not just, touching that. <laughs> it, it's a bit like that, though. It's like, we've got this no deal. It, the current situation is no deal. It, this is awful. It's a really awful Brexit deal. Let's just stick to the No Deal because this is rubbish even more. Like so, it's just it's like giving people two horrific options and letting them decide how bad they want it to be. Really,
0: ah, uh, yeah.
1: Even yeah, though I, like, in both cases, there's an obvious solution there, <laughs> but they refuse to even consider it. <sighs> this show got very political very fast. Yeah, that we didn't the mean it to. Middle bit, oh, wow.
0: That was hey, hey. We, we should probably cut now while everybody's ears are burning. Burning. <laughs> all right. Unless there's anything else, anything else, any other little, any other little bits for the middle bit. Uh, I pulled the full uh, Edward there as well when I when I ran off for a second. <laughs> 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 We're gonna have to call that the full Edward. That's nice. Uh, <laughs> all right. So that's it. Uh, we'll move on. Talk about Sadie now. talk about Sidibe question mark and the reason I ask is he uh, came in uh, took over for Coleman Coleman after his uh, after his red card from last week Um, no a while back I say last week but it's more like two weeks ago whatever who cares Uh, (laughs) there's that Uh, anyway Sidibe comes in uh, plays well right so Coleman returns. The quick, let's just make this quick. Does Sidibe stay or does Coleman come back in? Thomas. Sidibe stay.
1: James. Sidibe stays in
0: 100%. I would say Sidibe stays too. Ooh, 3-0. I, I had a feeling we'd be here. Okay? Which is why... Really quick, say Why? Uh, Thomas, then we'll go to James
2: Coleman in the last few weeks has literally been offering nothing going forwards or defensively But from Sidibe, just from that game, we've seen him go forwards with much more danger He hasn't been tested defensively yet, but we know he's going forwards So that's at least something better than Coleman
0: mm. Alright, that was succinct uh, James uh, I
1: think I touched on it in the the last segment where we discussed competition for places if a player, as in Coleman's case, has been underperforming for a long time and then his replacement comes in and proves his worth, then he has to keep his place because that shows that if you work hard and you produce an improved performance on the player you're competing with, then you will be rewarded and that's what needs to continue. We spoke about Awobi and Sigurdsson earlier on and Sadibe needs to remain in the team to show that his better performance has been rewarded.
0: I feel like Sidibe is a better one-on-one defender.
3: Mm.
0: I feel like his uh, he's faster, mm-hmm. more athleticism, and I would even venture to say his service is a little yeah. better.
1: Carries unanimously um, So,
0: yeah, as having said all that, legitimate arguments for why... Coleman should come back in I want us to actually think about why Coleman should come right back in and get his spot back so anybody know how to start I've got
2: something purely just based on experience He's, uh, he's had a lot more years in the league he has been tested obviously he hasn't had the answers to the test recently but straight away Sidibe hasn't actually played against anyone who's threatened him significantly defending, he's played against Sheffield Wednesday. Wednesday? Couldn't, get that, couldn't get that the right way there. He's mm. played against West Ham. I think he played another game as well because he came on for Coleman, didn't he, when he got sent off. The only reason that could kind of justify Coleman being in the team is he has a lot more experience. He has, although he has been poor defensively, he has been tested defensively and for many years he has been good. However, kind of re arguing myself there, Sidibe does have to be tested at some point you can't just keep him on the bench forever and say well he hasn't been tested he shouldn't he's be he's protected he to,
1: us, that's ridiculous yeah
2: he has to be tested <laughs> and there has to be accountability for, accountability for everybody in the team I said this on Twitter a few weeks ago it doesn't matter if he cost 45 million it doesn't matter if you've played for 12 years or whatever Coleman's had if you're not playing well you've got to get out of the team and I think with that with that mentality, as James actually touched upon last game, if you've got accountability and you can drop anyone, no matter their reputation, that's how you get better as a, as a team and that's how you move forward as a club. You can't afford to be dwelling on sentimentality of players and I think it's so important whoever's playing better plays and at the moment, from what we've seen, Sadiba's playing better.
1: Another thing I think about Sadiba is that the whole tactical reshuffle that saw us improve against West Ham was based on him coming into the team. You mentioned that he's more athletic, more physical. I think that with Sadibe in the team, I said it in my post-match reaction on Saturday as well, that having him there instead of Coleman, I think Coleman's too much of a weak link for us. in defensively now, because of his lack of maybe physical ability anymore, I think Sadibe doesn't need as much protection, which is why Walcott was able to play the way he did. I think having to, not needing to track back as much to help Sadibe meant Walcott could play his own game. And that meant we can put Richarlison up front, which meant Richarlison played better. And I think everything just sort of clicked into place by having Be there. Which was, I think, perhaps Be over Coleman is a close-run debate, it could be. But I think as a whole for the entire team, Sidibe benefits other players on the pitch because of what he offers.
0: So... Despite being asked to do, to argue Coleman coming back, we're getting arguments
1: for Sidibe. This is interesting, guys. I'm,
0: this I'm says a lot. I understand that having
1: a debate, Jerry, but it's I don't <laughs> I just can't I'm not into I it I just can make a case for Seamus Coleman to come back into that team after seeing Sadibay put in a better mm. performance on Saturday than Coleman's put in all season beforehand. Yeah, uh, does this ruin the show a little what bit. What does
0: Coleman do better? Than- <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. See, that's the thing. That's that was the test, is to see if we can do it. You know, um, what does Coleman do better than Sidibe? Well, he is a figure in the locker room. He's an inspirational figure in terms of being a rah rah guy. He cares. He he works hard. I know. I know. I'm digging. So I, I'm grasping he, he at so many straws that's right now. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. That that's the he's a rah rah guy. He's a captain. It's he's is a, a motivational leader. He does he does get people riled up and but uh, what, want me to but, shoot his arm again? Jerry? It, the stuff. <laughs> uh. But that's uh, that's a that's about like. All I've got right now... Now, to be fair to Coleman, when you watch us play, you don't immediately think that's why Everton were losing games. No. And if we're Coleman playing in that match against West Ham, is it possible we still would have had the same thing happen? Yeah. It's possible. All right? So, I don't want to sit there and point at him and go, he's the reason. No, he's not. All right? But... Number one, I think we're never going to know exactly what you guys, you guys were saying. We're never going to know what Sidibe's made of until we actually throw him in. We're never going to know. So I, I remember seeing a, 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 you know, one of those awful rumor sites the other day where they were talking about how Everton is, is considering giving uh, Sidibe back.
1: Oh, I saw that. That was ridiculous. Like,
0: like, why? We don't know what he's made of yet. We have no idea. We, he is just now getting to play. That's a silly thing, you know? They were linking him to AC Milan. We have no idea what we have in him yet, you know? Uh, So, we'll find out. Uh, But also, think about Coleman as a professional, okay? If Coleman is told, this guy played well and we want to give him a run, Coleman's going to be pissed as a competitor, but as a professional, just like Sigurdsson we were talking about earlier in the other segment... He has to understand. Team played well with the player, mm-hmm. right? Got to understand that it's the way it is. And frankly, when Coleman gets called out and misses a game or two, that's when he plays better. He does actually. He comes back and, and plays better. It's like he needs a, to to be to be given a spell of chill time to recover, you know. But also maybe it's motivational. Kick, maybe kick he needs to be, you know, you know what I mean. So I just think it makes too much sense. And I think you guys are so... I I, I can't disagree with anything you guys said. Like, I don't know if
2: it's the, the, the win, but everyone's just agreeing so much today. So it's just such, such a lovely place to be. This is weird.
1: <laughs> I think it always helps when, I think, the manager family saw what we could see as fans. I think it always yeah. helps when the manager family sort of switches that light bulb on his head and... Maybe that just helps the fans. Yeah. Maybe think, "Oh my god, this manager doesn't know what he's doing." <laughs>
3: uh,
1: all right. So, anything else on Sudeva, guys? Uh, not really. I think we've carried this one unanimously. Yeah, that's. We've
0: been been pretty succinct. We haven't even need to re- needed to really rant much. It's all been
1: pretty clear, pretty jolly cool. as well. All
0: right, I'll be really. I'm excited about uh, the end of this. I'm, excited. I'm really curious to see how he does this season and to see if we make this permanent with him. You know, I, I re- I'm excited to see him get a chance. Uh, I'm excited to be excited, Ooh. if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I want him to
1: take he's his got, chance.
2: He's got, got that clause it. as well, hasn't he, in his contract, like $12.5 million or something. Yes. So that's always a good thing. If, so. if, if we
1: can make yep. this work, it's a really good deal because, in, let's be honest, we should have, have done exactly what we're doing with Sidibe now with Kurt Zuma last year.
3: Yeah,
0: I don't think Chelsea would have done it, but boy, but I, I'm still holding. January out you ready Zuma? Free
1: Zuma will be back on the agenda. Don't you worry about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, right on. All right, so that's it for our city-based segment. ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages it's time for if you know your history the everton based quiz segment that pits james against thomas in a toffee's cage match of wit and might so gentlemen this is a starting 11 quiz that i will i will i will tell you i will say a match of yesteryear and you will have to tell me the starting 11 and the subs that played okay
3: Mm
0: -hmm. uh we'll flip to see who goes first or to see who gets wins the toss and gets to go wherever the hell they want to go. And then we'll alternate going back and forth. So, Thomas, you were here last time. And since you're like, hey, I'm the quiz champion. Uh, James, if you can call it. This is heads. And this is tails. I don't have a coin the, the, today.
1: The thing that looks like yeah. hero Yes, thing, yeah? do you
0: see how old, old mouse pad from, mouse like, the part. 90s?
1: Ooh,
0: yes. So, here we go. Heads and tails. Call it in the air, James. Heads. It is tails Thomas you're winning already Uh, So Thomas what do you think You want to go first or second
2: I'll go first set the tone Sunderland has drawn So Kate said can't get Sunderland That one's out the window
0: For those of you listening, Thomas is watching the, uh, first round the FA draw. Cup draw, the first round draw, to see where his uh, beloved Gateshead get get drawn. So if he sounds distracted, he's got a built in excuse for why he loses. I'll try. I'll try if it happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, the uh, the match, gentlemen. Um, let me re- I have I got to be able to write this stuff down. Thomas and James. Okay, so uh, the match. Picture it. Well, I I was quoting Golden Girls right there, but nobody gets that because no one is 41 like me. Uh, October 2nd, 2014.
3: Mm.
0: Europa League. FK Krasnodar 2, Everton 2. Wolf. Okay. okay. I remember this one. I told you I remember it, all right? So, Thomas. Oh, uh, you know what? Hold on before John edit this in. Insert intense quiz music, please. Got to set the mood. Oh, it's so intense. Oh, okay, Thomas. I can't answer anymore. I'm going home. <laughs> all right, Thomas. What do you got? I can't even. I can't remember this game for the life of me. Um, really? Well, yeah, was it? It was uh, October 2nd, 2014. Oh. Tim Howard. Tim Howard. That's correct. Oh, okay. Easy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. i going to go with the easy one because I think he scored Samuel Leto. That is
0: correct on both counts. Yes. You're just giving me extra information, James. <laughs> I can tell you what size shoe he was no, wearing. No one likes yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, go ahead, your turn. Leighton Baines. Leighton Baines did start, that is correct.
3: Brilliant.
0: James. Ooh. Steven Naismith. That is. Uh, that is a miss. Ooh, really? Steven Naismith did not play. Ooh. He was on the bench. He didn't get on. But did not. No. No. Why do I think he scored the other goal? Well... Hold on a second. Now I gotta look this up.
1: I'm sure it was one all.
0: It says two to two. Hold on. I'm sure it was one all. It would make more. It was one all! How <laughs> do I write down two?
1: Come on, we've gotta avoid this now. I've feeling of... off the wrong game.
0: Wow. Why did I have why did I have two? This is Scott No, it's one all. Wow. It is
1: one all.
3: Oh
0: my I only had one goal scorer, I just
1: told you two too. Yeah, but I was thinking of a different game where we were in that white kit and Steve Naismith score.
0: Oh my. You wouldn't have won. You wouldn't have worn a white kit though, because you was at home. We were away. The second game, you were away at Krasnodar for this one. Yeah, that's one one. Oh, this is this plot is getting thicker yeah. and thicker. I can't keep up with this. <laughs> yeah, oh. this is crazy. John, I'm sorry for telling them the wrong first goal. You're gonna hate me now. But uh, so yeah, here's the deal. So we can we can attack this two different ways. I do think the fact that I said the wrong date is not – or the wrong score is not fair. Uh, because I do think that it made him think of a different game, but not the game at Goodison. Okay, because
1: – It wasn't the game. Because was, this we were in a white kit. This is the game I was thinking was ex- in a white kit.
0: Yeah. So it's a, it's probably a different Europa League game you were thinking mm-hmm. of. Okay. So let's – Thomas, in fairness sake, John, you got to cut all this shit out. I'm sorry. In fairness sake, we'll just give him another guess and we move on. This is the cleanest way to do this. Okay? Right. And if Thomas loses, he can still say he's undefeated because he likes to say it. <laughs> Deal? I'll let, <laughs> it. I'll let it slide this time. <laughs> you might still win. you got a 50% chance. Unless you guys, for some reason, tie and then I win. <laughs> all right. So, Hamas. Bill Jagielka. All right. So I said James. Ooh. <laughs> As in James Rodriguez, not Thomas. You'll be surprised it didn't occur to how me. many
1: people call me that.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I said that and then it sounded just like Thomas and he said Jagielka.
1: Which I guess he, he's probably right, I'd imagine.
0: Let's just keep going. So let's say Thomas said that and I'll grade it and then you go again. And you go twice in a row, James. Okay.
1: All right. Cool. Um, Alright. Right.
0: <laughs> this is nuts. So, James will be going twice in a row, and I can no longer call him by his Spanish name.
1: Very well. James.
0: Jaime. Hi, Jaime may, Hi, may, may work. Ooh, I like anyway. that Anyway. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Gates had a drawn Oldham. Who cares? Ooh. I didn't want Oldham.
1: because are not like side.
2: They're a league side, but you know. We're not going to beat them.
1: Oh. Oh. This and you were going to beat Sunderland.
2: Well, if no, because we're not going to beat anyone, so we might as well have got some on bait. Is family is found in the group chat now.
0: Sorry, get over the quiz. Alright,
2: right. go ahead, James. Uh,
1: okay. Um,
0: this is the most disjointed quiz I've ever seen. Isn't it? Keep going. Right, uh,
1: James McCarthy.
0: No. He was not even on the bench. What team was this? Even so, so I think it's safe to say we, we have Thomas to call Thomas this. Say morning. Thomas, Thomas has won this. So let's Ooh. keep naming names just just to where we we get finished. Gosh, another boring Thomas win. Jesus. All right, Thomas. <laughs> Thomas, give me another name, or no, James, give me another one because you were supposed to do two in a row. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, if Ma- if McCarthy wasn't playing, was Muhammad Best playing?
0: He was on the bench and did not sub in. What the... He
3: was playing? <laughs> I can't... I, I can't... I Thomas, g- give players. me a right answer,
0: Thomas. Leon Osman. Leon Osman did start. Incredible. James, give me another name.
1: Ross Barkley. Gotta be someone in midfield. Barry Barkley was not even <laughs> on the bench. <laughs> what was Martínez thinking at this stage? I think he may have some injuries.
0: Nah, that there have been.
2: I'm trying to think what other midfielders we owned.
0: You're you're missing one really obvious one.
1: Oh yeah, I think I know
0: who. Who? Gareth Barry. Yes, that's who I'm thinking of.
3: Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I thought I start with Gareth Barry, but no, oh, I Tim
2: I've confused myself here.
0: And then there's a couple of players that I saw on uh, the Sunderlander Die Show. Darren Gibson. Oh yeah. Yes. There's one. Yep. There's another. And then another player was on the bench, so he doesn't count. Yes, and another player was on the bench does not
1: count. Oh, who else did he have? I'm trying to think who else we have also garbage and ended up going to oh. Sunderland. Um. on oh, oh who was he?
0: Ty's Browning? Yes. Ah. Yeah. Okay, but again, didn't didn't play, was on the bench. So. Well, all on the bench, uh, give me they some more...
1: Came on. It was like, there was more You guys legit
0: have gotten all of the bench except for two names. God bless for you. Um so, uh more names, guys. Finish this up.
1: Right. Lukaku.
0: Lukaku came in 40, 45th minute for a player you haven't named yet.
1: Wow and it wasn't Naismith it was not who else did we have up front
0: um Atu. yes that's who he came in for
1: oh yeah I remember him
0: the, Yeah. can I just
2: share a really scary story with you for a second I've, I'm sorry for destroying the quiz even more I even had some spooky music if you want John so I <laughs> just got a text from my dad saying is this you so obviously the podcast listeners won't be able to show this but I'll show, I'll show uh, Jerry and James we need your help to trace this man this is the police that tweeted this on the metro I don't
0: know if you can see that that literally looks just like me wow it does look a little like you it does that is terrifying like it looks like me just with shorter hair it's not me I
2: haven't
1: been killing people on the metro but yeah I reckon, really. he, I reckon he killed somebody because he beat him in the quiz <laughs>
0: It's James Robertson. God, it's That's terrifying. <laughs> like, <laughs> scary stuff. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So there's a guy in the picture, podcast listeners, that looks a lot like Thomas. It's not Thomas. So do not call the authorities on Thomas. Thank you. All right. So. Pinar. Two, name, two names left. Is Piena one of them? Pinar is not one of them. Wow.
2: Mm. Tony Hibbert.
0: Yes. Get in, clear stones. One, yes, that's the last one. Unused subs. There's a clear, obvious one. Backup keeper. Robbers. Correct, and then the Alcaraz. Yes, the poor, the poor scapegoat for good reason of Kiev. Alcaraz. Antolina Alcaraz. The. I just thought
1: who? Um, oh, hang on. I've, I think. Have we? Is there anyone missing? No. That's it. Morales? Was not even on the bench. What? In, what kind of team? How, how did we even get a point with that team? I
0: think we were there to get a point. I'm serious. Well... I mean, we started without Lukaku. So, yeah. I think we were just that. like, let's go out there and try not to lose.
1: That is the most absurd right. selection I've ever seen. No wonder Martin didn't last much longer.
0: And the final was 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. So... John, if you need to cut that in at the beginning, cut in this part. Okay, the final Krasnodar won, Everton won. Yeah. So cut that in. It'll sound really natural. Okay, so Thomas, congratulations, James. Uh I'm I'm sorry. This this particular match goes to uh our uh our hooded champion. Uh, <laughs> so Thomas I, as your reward, you do get to pick a song to close us out on the show. What is your song, sir?
2: One Day Like This by Elbow. Ooh.
0: One Day Like This by. I I am 40 years old. 41. I don't know if you said elbow or album. elbow. Elbow, like. Oh, elbow. Like, oh. <laughs> elbow. Like
1: what Fulani used to do to opponents.
0: Like, yeah, every single play. Uh, that's easy way to remember that. Okay, I was like, Alpo? All right, so so One Day Like This by Elbow. Why did you pick that, Thomas? I, I saw it because I played it in Boston,
2: like 2007 or something. The video was on my recommended this morning. I was like, well, yeah, I'll just be listening to it today. So that's why it's come to mind.
0: So really quick, I, I know nothing of Elbow. What kind of music is this? Very chill.
1: Chill? Chill. That, that's kind of the word, yeah. Quite like... A very nice song. Oh, it's they like the violins. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Proper music, you
0: know. Okay. And
2: okay. I don't think they do much these days, but they did, they did, they did quite a few years ago.
0: Oh, so there's a chance I might have actually heard this before. Okay. It's a it's nice, nice song. Vague.
1: I need, to I, will to Spotify. Spotify. I need to start coming up with
2: Mina. I need to stop coming up with Mina for these songs. I just keep coming up with random songs, but everyone else seems to have this plan. Yeah,
1: you need to stop winning the quiz T- so people would plan songs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Terry always has this very specific. We are doing this because we just did this in the game, and it's very theme oriented. It's very specific. Yeah, and Tom's just, Thomas like, is just elbow. like, "Well, this is awesome. I heard it early." <laughs>
1: To be fair, that probably would have been something like what I've probably had something ahead on the radio in work as well. To be honest.
0: All right. So as we are, we are uh, serenaded by the soothing sounds of Elbow. One day like this, uh, it's time to end the Toffee Blues podcast. We really appreciate you listening. Uh, for those of you listening, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast. Rate it if you can. And if you're just sitting there thinking, "Wow, these guys' voices have me very intrigued as to what they look like," go to our YouTube channel where you can actually see the faces of the voices. If you
2: dare,
1: hey,
0: yeah, if you dare, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so there's that. Subscribe to the Toffee Blues YouTube channel if you can. That would also be cool. Uh, if you want more, more James, check out uh, well. Also, the YouTube channel James does some videos. He does opposition view sometimes, where he talks speaks with people from the uh, from the you know, fans of the opposing teams. Yes, yes, the dark dark sides of uh, of each match. So uh, check that out. But he also does uh, analysis on Everton Extra, uh, which is another Everton website. So check that out. Um, Thomas also does analysis for the Toffee Blues website, and he does social media for the Toffee Blues on Twitter and Facebook and so you should follow the Toffee Blues on all those things also on Instagram so you can see what Thomas is is spitting during the matches. Alright? Yeah.
1: Yeah. The mean ball.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, it's, it's worth it. Uh, it's worth your time. So uh, follow the Toffee Blues and all that. Check all things Everton on the Toffee Blues website. Uh, that's all I have. I don't have anything to promote um, except for I bring you peace. Yeah. It's from,
2: up up from to the, the
1: What League are you in now?
2: National League North. Oh, he's back too, in the
1: North. I thought you were still in the National League.
2: Oh, oh, well, got relegated from the National League. So it's the conf, it's the old conference and then it's the Conference North. So they actually the National League's the Conference. And then they got relegated last season so it's National League North. So, yeah.
0: Oh, it's really confusing. National
2: League North doesn't <laughs> make any sense, but you know, it's like <laughs> It's the one below. So the football league anyway. We've been waiting years for this,
0: man, James. No point jumping on the bandwagon now. We've been here. For years. <laughs> 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 All right, everybody. On that, uh, yeah. Gates said they've drawn Oldham, so that's why Thomas is yeah very unenthused. Up the head or the he, gate? Up, up, up the, the head. head. <laughs> Is it really up the heat? Is that what you're (laughs) saying? That
1: that, that, doesn't surprise me in the slices.
0: (laughs) Okay. I love that in the weirdest way. Okay. Time to end. Guys, thanks so much, James. Good to talk to you, man. Thanks,
1: Jerry. See you later,
0: mate. Thomas, again, congrats. You take it easy, buddy. Thanks for having me, as always. All right, gentlemen, we're going to say bye now. Uh, Good win for Everton. Let it continue. All right. Bye.